Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. And there's no annual contract. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. everybody to another episode of the clutch talk podcast slash youtube slash we do it all as always i'm your host john very happy to be here jenner what's up man how you doing oh excited for this episode it's gonna be a good one a little preview into uh the future of some teams here so excited yeah yes sir we, we're gonna be talking about the future but before we get into the episode and before i even introduce this fire guest that 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 we got here that i know the fans have 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 heard before i know the fans have seen on the show before we got a fire guest we're we gonna get into that i want to uh talk about uh how special this episode is man because today this is the first episode that we're doing with jay hill another face that all clutch talk fans have seen and heard many times this is our first episode with jay hill as the third member of clutch talk so jay hill we're so happy to have you on as 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 our third member man <laughs> hey yes sir yes sir i mean we've been talking about this for a while and it's just i'm excited to to get it started so uh, thanks for having me you know? It's all good. It's all good. So we're happy to have this episode with uh, this first episode w- w- with you, Jay Hill, man. But uh, uh, Jay Hill, for, for right now, that's enough for you, man. Let's get into our guest. Let's get into our guy, Hirsch. Hirsch, what's up, man? How you doing? Doing good, man. Just excited to be on again. Looking forward to this episode. It's going to be a fun one. E- even even though the you know tables have turned since last time, are you still looking forward to this episode? And the last time the Warriors were in the playoffs. <laughs> well, I got I got some hot takes for you, Sean. All right, John, okay, you're ready to go. Okay, let's do this. Then. Let's do this. <laughs> so, guys, um, what what we got what we got today is blow it up or not. So, what we're gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna go over the teams that have been eliminated in the play-in tournament in the first round and in the second round, and we're just gonna go through each team and talk about whether they should blow it up or what, or, 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 or what they should do, or you don't. And if you guys want to suggest like a certain player that, th- that they should try to go for, feel free. But you know, if you, if you don't, if you, you don't want to go that in depth, you know, you, you don't have to, man. So are you guys, you guys good with that? Ready. There you go. Let's do this. Let's do this, man. So let's jump straight into it, man. So let's, let, let's talk about one of the teams that got eliminated in the playing tournament. And we just talked about, wait, let me in a Jay Hill. Is that the team I, I see in the back? Let's talk about the Warriors, man. Let's talk about the Warriors, man. So honestly, my answer to you guys is not. Let's not blow it up. Let's just wait until the players come back. We have not we. The Warriors have Clay coming back. They got Wiseman developing into a beast, into an animal, man. I think that all it takes is just some time for them to get the wheels going, man, and just not run into injuries. 
almost every other game, man. So how do you guys feel about the Warriors? Blow it up or not? I think I think you don't blow it up at all. Warriors are a very good team. They just they just you know they just honestly they have an MVP candidate in Steph. They got a killer coming off of a, of a, off of an injury, just ready to go, salivating at the mouth for next season in Clay Thompson. They got a young beast in James Wiseman developing. They got really solid players like Wiggins. Who, but actually, Wiggins, at least from a non-Warriors fan standpoint, he started off the season a little weak, but he really turned it on towards the end. You got Ubre, who's you know just a solid piece. And honestly, like I don't think you blow it up at all. I think they're actually. I'm going to say zero to one pieces away from competing for a title. And I say zero because they might already have that team. And, and I, I really, I really just, the only reason I'm saying zero to one is because last time Clay played, that team looked a little bit different, right? They still had Steph, but they also had Kevin Durant. They had Draymond Green. They had DeMarcus Cousins, right? So it was a little bit of a different team that they have now. Um, but I have full faith that Clay Thompson is, Clay Thompson is just, he, he can integrate into pretty much any team. So I have full faith that Clay Thompson is going to be able to, you know, just kind of integrate there real well. And they probably don't even need other pieces to, to compete for a title, especially with, uh, especially with Wiseman just developing. Um, so I think, I think they're, they're right there already next season. Just, just got to like with every team health is the, is the piece that matters the most as we're seeing with this playoff here, you know? So that's, 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 that's why I got, but I want to hear what you guys think. Jay Hill, Hirsch, what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, the simple answer is 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 no. I mean, personally, we haven't seen uh, Clay Dre and Steph in two years healthy. Uh, that's a championship caliber core when healthy. Obviously, we don't know what Clay is going to be like when he comes back. But I think just even their starting five uh, with Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, and Wiseman next year are possibly loony if he's starting. And then looking at the bench, they got nice young pieces with Oubre, uh, Poole, and a few names that come to mind that they could possibly add. Just that core right there, I think that's a championship-caliber team, plus led by Steve Kerr. But a few names that come to mind are Serge Ibaka, Rudy Gay of the Spurs would be a great addition, a veteran piece, or uh, even Marcus Saul to solidify and probably train uh, James Wiseman. So I think they're even just one piece, one of those veteran pieces, even if they bring on one of those guys, they're one piece away. If not, they could just run it back with that core and see what they got and then look to add one of those pieces later on in the year. So I think in a simple answer, no. Okay. Harsh? Yeah, I agree with you guys all. Like, uh, I don't think that they should blow up or anything. We got sharpshooter Clay coming back. Um, you know how much space that gives Curry, like just having another shooter on the floor. So um, just with that, like the only thing that may happen is I can see a Wiggins trade, but that's more just salary and, and like maybe trying to improve the depth of our bench. But like Jay Hill is saying, I think Jordan Poole is going to step up big next year. And I, I'm looking forward to this big step by Wiseman too. Definitely. Definitely. But so, all right, so let me let me let me ask you guys something real quick, uh, specifically Jay Hill and Hirsch. And John, you can answer too, but not being a Warriors fan, it's gonna be a little different. But Jay Hill and Hirsch, we we saw with uh, Lamelo winning Rookie of the Year, and the Warriors passed up on getting Lamelo. Obviously, they already have two solid guards. They didn't need to get another guard, but at the same time, you kind of have to think: Do you go for the best player available and maybe try to flip him for you know better pieces? He was almost like a league ready guard. How do you feel? Do you still stand behind you know the, their their choice to pick Wiseman over Lamelo, 
if you could go back in time, would you have picked LaMelo? How do you guys feel about that? Uh, I'll take, I'll take this one. Uh, I, I personally think if we're to do that over, I'd still take Wiseman just because throughout the championship run for the Warriors, they've always, the thing that piece that they were missing was a center, a championship caliber center, you know, catch lobs. And I think it's too early. We've never really had a chance to see Wiseman at his right. full potential. You know, he's battled, he struggled with, you know, the beginning of the season comes to mind where he had his COVID issues. And then recently, uh, a few months ago with his knee injury. So I think it's too early to say, you know, LaMelo's obviously a great player and there's no debating that, you know, the rookie of the year. But I think it's too early and I see there's flashes definitely from Wiseman. So I think for the right fit, it was perfect for us. Obviously, LaMelo's a great player, but it's too early to write off Wiseman in his development. Right, so right. if we were to do it over again, no, I would still take Wiseman. Yeah, no, I don't want to. I don't want to write off Wiseman or anything like that. Like I, I think he's got incredible upside. I mean, John has even said, and I agree with his analogy. He's like a young Anthony Davis, you know, obviously undeveloped, but he's got potential to get up there. Uh, and 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 I think that no, I absolutely don't want to write him off. But I'm always just curious, kind of what you guys thought about, you know, you, you know, theoretically pass on the rookie of the year, and who knows, maybe ten years on the line, it doesn't even matter. But 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 yeah. want to know what you guys think. What about you, Hirsch? What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree, and I think that. I think that Wiseman was a good position fit because we desperately needed a center like really bad. And I think that he fits the role of that perfectly. There's a lot of stuff that he still needs to work out. The pieces are still coming in. Didn't play that many games last year due to injury and all that. But if he can stay healthy and have a solid offseason this year, I feel like we can see a big step by James Wiseman this year. He may be a sleeper. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you guys are team Wiseman 100% still. I agree. I think, yeah. I think I agree though. I agree with you guys a lot. Like I think it, it, it fits and you guys didn't need more guards. I mean, you guys just, you know, it's just an embarrassment of riches when it comes to guards. So mm-hmm. I definitely think going big was, was, was the right move. So cool, cool, cool. John, if you want to weigh in, you can weigh in, but I know. Some Man, you know, you know, I'm, I'm rocking with my guy Wiseman. I've been rocking with him since Memphis dog. He, yeah. he's going to be for real, man. So I, I, I think that realistically, when you look at, team fit and everything i think that wiseman will be will end up being the best rookie because the the team that he is the team that he's he's on allows him to play to his style and and that that you know that that's huge man but um but yeah man so so let's see let's see 10 years down the line if we'll be talking about wiseman or 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 mellow or maybe somebody else man so uh let's move on to another young team man team full of youngins you know just it was the it was the experience that 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 got to them that 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 made them get eliminated in the the play in tournament. Let's talk about the Hornets, my dog. So blow it up or not, I, I'll I'll kick this one off. You know, too young, too young, too young to give up. Like you know, you're just too young. Like you're not even close to a championship team, but you have so many good players and they're so young. Let's look at Melo, 19 years old, just won Rookie of the Year, tremendous upside. Miles Bridges, 23. PJ Washington, 22. Malik Monk, 23. The the, uh, the Martin brothers, both 25. Terry Rozier, 26. The oldest player on really on the team is Gordon Hayward, which is touching his 30s, which isn't even insanely old, man. So so I, I just think that you know it's just it's just too early to give up. So. For me, not blow it up, but you're not a you're not all you're not a you're not even a, a, a playoff contender, really. To be honest with you, until you gain that experience, until players you know uh, uh, get a little better. But to be real with you, man, my answer 
is is you just gotta kind of wait. You just gotta kind of wait and let your players develop, man. But uh, how you how are you guys feeling off? Uh, Hirsch, you want you want to kick this one off for us? How you feel about the Hornets? Yeah, dude, I feel good about them. I think that Lamelo could potentially be an All Star next year, depending on who you talk to. But um, he he's he's that guy. I think he's a superstar. Um, watch out for Miles Bridges next year. I think he's gonna be a a big piece of that team, and they got they got the veteran leadership of Gordon Hayward and all that. Um, like I said, like you were saying, they're too young. I think they could still add a couple more pieces just to solidify everything, but they're looking good. This guy trust the process. Hey, Jenner, what do you always say about Miles Bridges? Hum diddly do. <laughs> <laughs> that shit had me weak, man. I was, I was like, I was like, hum diddly do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Uh, Jay Hill, how, how, how do you feel about the Hornets? Yeah, I agree with uh, what you, you, John, said and Hirsch. Uh, obviously, I think LaMelo, I'm very uh, LaMelo praiser. I think he's, you know, that like Hirsch said, I think he can be an all-star next year, especially in the East as a guard. Uh, but, yeah, too young, definitely not, definitely can't blow it up. Um, you Obviously, LaMelo came back late in the season, so it's interesting to see what they could have done if he was healthy in the um, – the whole season, they could have possibly not even been in the playing game uh, with considering how the East, you know, wasn't very, the bottom of the East wasn't very good, but uh, yeah, definitely can't blow it up too young. I think, I think Borrego is a good coach and yeah, you know, with that Spurs system. So uh, I'll be excited to see what they'll, what they'll do next year. How you feel, Jenner? No, I agree. I agree with all you guys. I mean, you guys hit all the points. Um, I think they're they're really similar, in my opinion, to the Grizzlies on the West. That it's uh, it's a team that's definitely not a piece away. Probably not even two. Probably closer to like three pieces away. Uh, but it's also not a situation where you want to blow it up because the, the the players are so young. So you know, you still want to kind of give them an opportunity to go and develop. And you know, as they go, you know, they were able to pick up like. Players like Miles Bridges, obviously they drafted they drafted a high with with Lamella Ball, but uh, they were able to pick up players like Miles Bridges, Terry Rozier, who came from the Celtics, and you know kind of really came back to scary Terry and and Gordon Hayward was playing well. I mean, I'd say that he's not just Gordon Hayward, but he's probably already better than Boston Gordon Hayward, right? So Definitely. I'd say that uh, you know just that player development, and you know maybe they pick up more free agents and trade acquisitions that they can flip into you know just better upside players. So don't blow it up, but they're not quite there yet as far as being championship ready. Okay. Okay, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're all on consensus so far. So let's move on to the next team, man. We got the San Antonio Spurs, man. It's a classic, classic playoff team, but now we're seeing them never make the playoffs, man. So, Jay Hill, you want, you, you want to kick this one off for us, man? You, you think the Spurs should blow it up or, or not? Uh, I think there's a few – there's a few pieces they should they should get rid of. So to answer kind of like I think DeRozan and I think they should go young. So I think they have a few great good pieces right now. DeJounte Murray, Derek White, Jakob Pertle. Those are three core players that I think are going to bring them, you know, as far as they can. But I think DeMar DeRozan, he's got to go. And I think Rudy Gay um, obviously has got to go. But so definitely DeRozan, but if they're going to, they have to pick a direction. So if they're going to go young, they have to get rid of those veteran pieces and start rebuilding. They can't, you know, be one of those teams who's a borderline playoff team, especially in the West. Maybe in the East, they could compete for, you know, a six to eight seed. But in in the West, they got to really pick a direction. So 
definitely get rid of the players that aren't going to contribute to their direction of going young, which it looks like they want to do. So it's kind of to answer your question. Yeah. Blow up the pieces that don't, you know, fit that young mold. Right. Okay. Hey, Jay Hill, as junior knows, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a walk the fence police, man. I can't let nobody walk the fence. So you have to pick Jay Hill. You got to pick, is it blow it up or is it not? <laughs> not blow it up, but not? get rid of the Rosen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Junior, how you feel about the Spurs? That's an explosion sound effect. Blow it up. <laughs> Blow it up. I'll edit some in there. I'll okay. edit some in there. Like, damn, son, where'd you find this? <laughs> oh, no. Blow it up. Absolutely blow it up. Uh, they barely got the 10th seed. They got bounced in the plan by a younger team that is probably further along in their rebuild stage, right? The Grizzlies are probably where the Spurs are now a couple years ago after the grit and grind era. Kind of blew it up, came back, drafted some good young players. Some good young players, Triple J, uh, John Moran, obviously. And and I think that the Spurs should blow it up, absolutely. I think that they should move DeMar DeRozan to a contender, just like Jay Hill said. He's an L.A. native, just saying. Uh, and rebuild around uh, rebuild around the young guys. Plus, yeah, Greg Popovich. I mean, like, that's a great coach. I'm sure he'll figure it out. If you got to blow it up, better to do it with a coach that knows what he's doing than a rookie coach that also doesn't know what he's doing and the whole team, you know, is running around like a headless chicken. Um, so I just think they're too many pieces away from being, you know, close to a championship fight. So blow it up and, and just rebuild, rebuild under Popovich and, you know, let them keep, let them just kind of, you know, keep doing their thing. So. That's, okay. that's, that's what I got. How you, how you feel about the Spurs, Hirsch? Yeah, I feel like they should blow up too. I mean, getting rid of DeRozan is probably going to be their number one thing to do this offseason. Um, I'm not sure if his contract is expiring or if he has one more year, but I'll just we'll let him walk in free agency, try to trade him maybe L.A., maybe New York. New York maybe. But, um, but, yeah, I think they need to blow up. Keep, keep uh, DeJounte Murray, um, Derek White, Yaga Porrell. It's kind of built from there. Maybe get some picks if they need to trade DeRozan, but yeah. Okay, okay. And I gotta gotta go consensus on this one, man. I, I agree as well. I think that Spurs should, should all should also blow it up, man, because as of right now, like they have a good enough roster to keep getting the eleventh seed, to keep getting bounced. If they even make playoffs, keep getting bounced in the first round. But like how you said, Jay Hill, if they decide to go to one direction and commit to that direction, which is the tanking direction, which is the blow it up direction. They could get solid, solid young picks and young talent. I mean, uh, young talent and a lot of picks for DeMar DeRozan. They could get solid, solid young talent and a lot of picks. And Hirsch, I actually wanted to ask you a question about DeJounte Murray. Cause you know, you guys are talking about DeJounte Murray and I actually would trade him away. I, I, I would, I would fully, fully commit to this, to this rebuild and trade DeJounte Murray and trade DeMar DeRozan because I can get solid a solid assets. And DeJounte Murray, yes, he's 24. He's young. He still has some time. I, I don't know, though. I, I, I've been watching some Spurs, and I don't see it working. I don't see DeMar uh, – uh, I don't see DeJounte Murray's style fitting the Spurs and, and them actually winning. So, but the Spurs I, are going to change I, completely if they blow it up. I, yeah. Like, I think you got to rebuild with DeJounte Murray. Like, look at OKC, like – they're trading everybody, not SGA, probably, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, build around SGA and then build around build around DeJounte Murray. That's what I would think, because if they trade DeJounte Murray, who's the next best young player they have? 
you going that's what you that's what I'm saying. Like imagine the amount of picks that you're gonna get. Imagine the amount of young talent you can get if you package DeJounte Murray and DeMar DeRozan together. Picks don't win championships. That's a same hey, hey, I got a I got a question for my demolition crew. So if you're if you're trying to build it, you guys saying you're all trying to blow it up, um, if that's the case, I mean, let's face it, Greg Popovich is old. So if you're yeah. trying to blow it up, would you get rid of Popovich? Because no. if you're trying to if if you're making an organizational change and you're trying to go a different direction, you got to consider getting rid of Popovich. So would y'all do it? Yeah, no, I mean, let, let me take this the rebuild. Let, let, let me take lead on this one because I I, I want I want to talk about something that I actually heard on 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 a podcast of the day and and it was it was it was Kevin Garnett and he was talking about how when you have a winning team a championship winning team who knows exactly what it takes to win a cha- to, to win a championship and then some years go by and now you have a team who still have some players of that championship team left but they are not a championship team anymore. Uh, Kevin Garnett said you have to ship those players out because they players coaches all that because they have an expectation that this team should be ran like a championship team so we should all be here early we should all be here getting shots we should and the the teams at the bottom of the west bottom these are not doing that they're not doing that and these players and these coaches are going to have this mindset of okay this is where we need to be because I know this is what it takes and then you're going to he's going to see his players not doing that. So surprisingly, like because I'm not going to lie, Junior, you, you at first you had me swung. I was like, man, they, they should they should keep Greg. But with Jay Hill mentioning that and me thinking about what Kevin Garnett said, like it, it, it's going to cause conflict if you're going to blow up the entire organization. If you're going to do the entire organization, then I agree. You should. But you I'm should thinking get rid of- I'm thinking the Spurs don't get blown up without Popovich is OK. Popovich is the Spurs, pretty much, right? Like, he's yeah. been there for like 20 plus years. If they blow it up, it's because he approved it. If he didn't approve, either, he, or, or if he doesn't approve it, they would be like, all right, you blow it up, but I'm going to walk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that, that there would be definitely an okay from him before they do it. Because I'm thinking, like, let's say they, 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 that they blow it up without Popovich. How long are they going to be at the bottom? Because then it's going to be probably a rookie, a rookie head coach, right? Uh, or somebody who, you know, is out of a job. Like, it's not going to be a prime head coach candidate out there, you know, leading a rebuild. That's the problem. So it's, it's I don't know, it's kind of, it's, it's tough to say. But I'd say if I owned the Spurs, I'd keep Popovich during the rebuild and just try to, you know, try to have him instill that winning mentality into his new players, the players that are going to be part of the Spurs future. Yeah, that's the thing, too. If you have a coach like Pop, you want to put yourself in the best position possible to win. And um, I remember I saw something a couple years ago about Pop, like, considering retirement just because the team wasn't as good. Like, doesn't know if he wants to be a part of a rebuild and all that. And that's also something to consider if you want to blow things up and, like, trade all these pieces. So um, for a rebuild for the Spurs, I don't know if Pop would be around. Uh, I think that's just him. Like, he's just got to think about it and see where that goes. But um, they should definitely blow up, though, because I think that would just be better for their future. Okay. Okay. Do you guys know if they could trade coaches in the league? Can trade no. Mm-hmm. You can trade coaches. Mm-hmm. Jason so, Kidd got traded. Yeah. He got traded down. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's kind of hey, bro, you get you're gonna coach a different team. He's like, what? I, yeah. I make the trades around here. <laughs> but, no, I th- I thought you could because I thought I remember hearing something. So that's <laughs> shit. If you're if you're if you're packaging everybody, can you imagine you could package Greg Popovich? Like, you get some good return for that. 
Like, imagine, Definitely. I don't know, saying Greg Popovich to like, I don't know, like the Clippers, bro, the Clippers can use Greg Popovich. Like, Ty Lue's not getting it done. Ty Lue's a whack coach, right? So like, shit, imagine, they have they have great talent. And then you put Greg Popovich in there, like, it'd be a solid team. Yeah, that would that would be a solid team, but all right. So let so let's move on to the last team who's been who's gotten eliminated in the playing tournament, and that's the Indiana Pacers. Man, I, honestly, with you guys, I know they had a disappointing season. I know they had a very very disappointing season, but to me, when I look at the roster up and down, and I walk, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say when I watch this, the, the Pacers games because they didn't have enough time to figure it out this season. But when I look at the roster, it's too much talent to blow it up. Like we, like me and Junior, we were talking about this um, earlier in the season. We were like, "Wait, the Pacers low key got got squad. Like they got some bonus. They got they got Levert. They uh, um, they got Turner. They got Brogdon. They got T.J. Warren. They got Jeremy Lamb." I was like, "Well, they low key got squad. They should not be missing the playoffs." Um, but when we look at their season, they missed the playoffs because a lot of players got hurt. Um, they never had time to really figure it out and play it together. They had coaches and players trying to fight each other in the middle of the game. Like it just, it just was no continuity over there. And it, it was, it was a mess, but I think that if you give them time to figure it out, I definitely think that the Spurs can definitely, it can be, be a good team. So I, for me, I would go with not, nah. how about you guys? How you guys feeling about Pacers, the Spurs? You mean, right? I, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, Pacers. Sorry about that guys. Yeah. I think they're one piece away. Like they're one piece away for sure because, like you said, Turner, Sabonis, Levert, Warren, Brogdon—that's already solid, right? And and if you want to flip, you know, one of those players for a very good player, I don't, I wouldn't know who, but if you flip for a very good player, um, that's gonna be that's gonna be a good team. The only problem is that it, it's tough to compete with teams like super teams like the Nets, for example, right? Like to win the championship, you're gonna have to beat the Nets or beat the team that beat the Nets. Right. So that's that becomes the the, the, the the gold standard there. So that's going to be tough. But honestly, like if they add one really good piece or like two solid pieces, get some unity, get some time and continuity together. I think they're looking good. OK, how, how you guys feel about that? Jay Hill? Yeah, I think just or from an organizational standpoint, it's hard for the Pacers to attract free ag- uh, players and free agency. So that's their biggest issue. So if they were to blow it up, it wouldn't really make sense for them. So it's a keep for me, but they have to be more aggressive, I'd say, in the tr- uh, in the trade market. So t- players that came to mind or one player in particular that came to mind for me was either Jimmy Butler is someone if 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 the Heat were considering that or Jalen Brown as another player that that I was uh would be a nice target for them and they they'd obviously have to get rid of a few players but maybe Miles Turner and uh Brogdon maybe not two the two of them but one of them but I think they have to be aggressive but a blow up wouldn't make sense from them from an organizational standpoint how about how you feel about that Hirsch yeah I agree and I think that one player you can add to that pool is CJ McCollum too um yeah yeah, I think I think that would be a good piece. And like you said, like Miles Turner can easily be packaged in there. Like I don't think they need two centers of that caliber on their team. Definitely with how the league is nowadays. But um but yeah, I think they just need to restructure a little bit. I don't think they necessarily need to blow up and I don't think they necess I mean they do probably need another piece, but um they're still a, a, like a pretty good team, underperformed. I think that's not everything came down came down the right way just because of injuries and all that as well as like coaching too so we'll see who they hire as coach and i think that'll probably be the key to the decision 
Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So let me ask you guys a quick question about CJ McCollum. Like, he's starting to seem a little overrated to me. I think from where he used to be to where he is now. I don't know, like, not in the regular season, but when it's time to get it done, like, you saw Damon's out there fighting for his life damn near on his own. Like, is CJ McCollum, like, a second running mate, really? Is he, like, a really good second running mate? Or is he maybe, like, like a third good player that you add to already two good players, you know? What do you guys think? I personally would say he is he is a second running man. I, I I think that he he definitely did choke in the playoffs, but man, CJ is is one of those players that you you need on your team, man. He, he plays aren't going right, CJ here go score, and he and he got the and and he got the. I agree, they have Dame, they have Dame to do that. But the same thing we were talking about the other day, Junior off camera, right? The reason why I lo- I love Dennis Schroeder so much on the Lakers because when LeBron isn't on the court, we have a scoring guard who can score at any time. So, so that's Except why I think it's so, so that's why I think it's vital to, to keep CJ. How you guys feel? Okay. Yeah, I think CJ is a second running mate for sure. I think he had he had an injury earlier in the year, and he was out for a decent chunk of the time during the year. And I think that maybe he had a hard time getting back into playing shape and all that, and like not everything clicked in the playoffs for him, like as an individual. So but I feel um, like consistently we're seeing that like CJ coming up short in the playoffs, CJ coming up short in the playoffs. And I'm, you know, and I, I'm not going to blame the entire Blazers, you know, shortcomings as uh, just on CJ McCollum, but I feel like we see some heroic Dame performances just to make it, you know, to the second round. And I mean, I know they went to the Western conference finals that one season when they played the Warriors, but like, I don't know. I feel like you could kind of expect more out of him at this point for for kind of the, the praise he gets. But no, I, don't, I don't think he's a bad player. I just think he might be slightly overrated. Like, we might give him more credit than it's due. But. How you feel, Jay Hill? Yeah, man. I, that's a great question. And here here's what I think. I think from along about 2015, we saw that the Blazers, it was clear, it was clear what they're doing. And I understand uh, CJ and Dame are both great shooters and it was clear who they were modeling their team after and it was the Warriors and it was obvious that they thought that Dame could match up with Steph um, and be and CJ could be their clay and the sad part is that CJ isn't clay I mean Dame is right there with Steph I mean I think Steph's better personally um, but but just just from the simple fact that CJ is an undersized guard, and I think on a championship team he's honestly like the sixth man. He's not even he and he could be the sixth man on a championship team or the third option. But I don't think he's the number two option on a championship team. And I and we'll get to that later with Portland. But uh, yeah, he, he's he's not the second option on a championship team. Maybe on a Western Conference final team that gets swept but kind of <laughs> championship dude okay. yeah i agree okay. like that's 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 how i'm feeling too like i just i think when you look at all the duos in the league cj might be one of the worst you know second part of the duos like the second second part of the yeah i guess that's that's a weird way to say it but the second part of the duo the like, robin yeah yeah, exactly, exactly. That's the way to put it. I think he's one of the worst Robins, which is like you're still Robin, and that's still good. You're still a superhero, right? But but like out of all of them, I think he might be he might be one of the one of the worst ones. So I don't know. I think it's uh, it's just something that maybe the Blazers need to think going forward. But again, Blazers are in for a real big summer. We got to see if they you know if Dame's gonna stay, if he's gonna you know what's gonna happen. We don't know, and 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 I think that. 
that's all going to depend too. So we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more when you get to the Blazers. Definitely, man. So let's jump into these crazy playoffs and let's talk about the first round. All right, guys. So let's start over there in the East, man. Let's talk about the Wizards. Let me let me take the lead on this one, y'all. I got to go and blow it up, man, because they got enough pieces. It, it, it's, it's similar to that Spurs, uh, that, that Spurs situation, but a, a tad bit better. They have enough pieces to keep getting bounced in the first round or they have enough pieces to keep barely making the playoffs. And they got lucky this year with this whole playing thing. Like if they would have just ran it straight up, I, they wouldn't have made it. Right. So they're in, they kind of, they're kind of stuck in this no man Island, like there's somewhere where nobody wants to be, where they're not going to get good draft picks because they're going to keep making that first round. Cause they have some, they have two great players that are going to will them there, but they're never going to be able to lose too much to where they're going to get their draft picks or, being real championship contending right like i wouldn't even really consider them a, a playoff contender like they got a game on the sixers but let's be real like <laughs> like let's be real you know the sixers aren't there man so and and i also think that with them trading away westbrook and them trading away beal like oh my god can you imagine who you can get how many picks you can get you could you could probably get every single pick that okc has and all of their team for, for, for Westbrook and Beal, man. So I, I, I definitely think that trading them away will bring them so much more than them keep getting bounced in the first round. How you guys feel about the Wizards? I don't know, man. I, I, I think that uh, you took some pretty ballsy approaches there with saying that they were lucky to make it in because I think that they have a solid team. Like, they, they, they I wouldn't blow it up if I was them. I think they're really like one or two pieces away from being from being a serious contender. If you obviously granted you keep Westbrook and you keep Beal, dude, Bradley Beal is cold. Like he's cold. He's cold. He's really about that. Now I get it. I guess it's like the Blazers. If he stays, you know what I mean? Like if he stays there, then okay. Obviously, if he wants to leave, you got to blow the whole team up. Don't leave Westbrook by himself because that's not gonna work. But but I honestly think that look, next I know it took them a little bit to find their footing, but like next year they've already found that footing. They're going to have Thomas Bryan coming back, who's not a franchise saver by any means, but he's a solid addition to pair him next to Beal, next to Westbrook. Um, if, if Bertans can, you know, go back to his, you know, hitting threes as a big man, doing what Porzingis is supposed to be doing, that's going to be solid. And, and I mean, I don't know. You do have to look – you have to look at one point where Westbrook, you know, how long can he keep doing this? Because he's an athletic guy. Like, his game is all predicated on athleticism. So, obviously, as he gets older, it's going to be tougher for him to do that. But I mean, I don't know. If you give them a solid three, they're in business. Like, like there's no connection between Levine and the Wizards. But like, if they got Levine, that'd be a nice team. Westbrook, Beal, and Levine. Uh, I think they'd be cl- being closer to being a contender. You know, like I'm saying, they don't need to get. I mean, obviously, you know, if they got LeBron or Steph Curry or Luca, yeah, they'd be great. But like, that's, that's not gonna happen. But I'm saying, like, if they could get like a real like really good piece or like a two solid pieces, like I, I don't think they're. I think they're closer to getting in than to getting out is what I'm thinking. So I wouldn't blow it up just yet. All depends on what Beal wants to do, though. Like, the franchise lays on his shoulders pretty much. Jay Hill, how you feel about that? I think definitely – I mean, you had some you had some good points, John, but I think it's definitely they got to run it back and see what they got. I mean, we saw that they parted ways with uh, Scott Brooks, and it's clear that they are going in different directions coaching-wise. But I think – just give another coach an opportunity, a fresh face in there. Uh, you know, Scott Bricks, it wasn't working with him. He'd been there for five years. But giving them a, a facelift and seeing what they can do 
with a new coach. I know last year they were put behind with, you know, COVID and players being out. So that also hindered their, uh, their playoff, um, playoff record. But I think seeing them at full strength and full health um, with those two uh, championship caliber players with Beal and Westbrook, uh, I think you got to run it back and see what you got and then and then look to possibly make changes and blow it up me- could mean, you know, keep sorry, keeping the team could mean till the all star break. But to start the season, I think they got to keep it and see what they got and then possibly blow up uh, at the all star break and make some trades. Um, sorry, at um, to trade deadline and see what they got. But for now, they got to keep it and run it back. That's, that's a good way to look at it. Like, you don't have to necessarily fully commit, but at least give it a chance. And I think that mm-hmm. that's a good way to go. What about you, Hirsch? What do you think? I think they got to blow up in one way or another. Um, it can be either trading Russ or maybe even trading both him and Beal. But um, I just think that Russ is getting older. Um, his contract's huge. And I also think that he relies on his athleticism, like like John was saying. And um, just with that, I feel like they can get a pretty good package for Russ because I feel like he could potentially go somewhere like L.A., New York, someone who needs like a dominant point guard. But um, just, um, just to kind of go off of that, um, they could easily just run it back to – they'd have to make some moves. I don't think they necessarily have salary to be able to – sign someone big in free agency, This, which is why I was saying, oh, let's go trade Russell Westbrook real quick. But um, I think that blowing up would make a lot of sense. And I also can understand them running it back too, because it, just because of the talent they have with Beal and, and Westbrook. Okay. Okay. I feel that. I feel that. So let's move on to another team over there in, in the Eastern Conference, man. Let's talk about a team that surprises all, man. Let's talk about the Knicks. Knicks, blow it up or not. Jay Hill, take the lead on this one, my dog. For me, it's it's you're, you're keeping that squad. Um, I think Thibodeau did a great job. The question mark will be with Randall and do they do they, you know, give him that that contract. But I think they have a solid core there. They revitalize, you know, the career of Rose and Randall, obviously, as I just mentioned. But I think they have the pieces that are there. I think we saw flashes. Uh, from R.J. Barrett this year and his development. And I think the easy answer is to, you know, I think New York is definitely a more desirable place, even getting bounced in the first round for a free agent um, to possibly lure there. And that's something that they've been wanting for a while now. And they might have that opportunity to land someone, if not this offseason, because there's not that many, you know, players that are enticing on the market this year, but definitely in 2022, uh, they might have an opportunity to get someone. So I think they, they got to keep and uh, see what they can do in the off season. Harsh. Yeah. I think they just need one more piece. And um, like Stephen A was saying uh, earlier this year, stars come to New York at some point. So um, I think point point guard is their biggest issues. They just need someone that can, be a playmaker, kind of move around the ball. Because we saw in the playoffs, Julius Randle couldn't do anything because nobody – they couldn't run any plays or nothing. So, um, some point – I made a list just of players they can look at. Uh, Damian Lillard comes to mind. That's obviously top uh, top prospect. But I, that would be an insane team if Dame was there. With, with Julius Randle giving him the contract, I can also see DeRozan go in there, kind of providing some veteran leadership. As well as Kyle Lowry, I think that that one's more of like an underrated one. Um, 
just thinking like logically makes sense because he's a point guard. He he can create his own shot. Pass could basically run point guard. And also, if they want to go young there, they can go with Lonzo Ball. Which, ah, uh, I have that one on my list too. Yeah, yeah. So Lonzo, I mean, there's there's been rumors about him wanting to leave the Pelicans all year. I feel, and um, depending on what kind of contract he tries to sign, um, the Pelicans may look at that contract and say, you know what, you can walk. So uh, New York would be a really good place for him. I think that's the best fit, but um, definitely one more piece, and they have draft capital as well. Um, something that they could do this offseason that would make uh, would just like solidify the bench. That's that's what they got to do too. Make sure they can re-sign Derrick Rose as a second point guard off the bench. Um, could just kind of make sure they they balance the entire bench out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Definitely, I feel that. And and for me, I, I I I would have to surprisingly agree, man. I would have to surprisingly agree because you know when you talk about like off season stuff, like you know these off season topics. We often talk about the Knicks, and we just say, "Man, blow it up, man!" The Knicks just just a mess. You know, they've been Knicks have been a mess for for so long. But surprisingly, like, think they should not have they should not blow it up because you know they have uh, like a decent current roster and tons of future potential, man. You know, like how you guys mentioned, right? Like RJ twenty one, quickly twenty one, Toppin twenty three, uh, Mitchell Robinson twenty three, Derrick Rose. You know, he is on on the older end thirty two, Julius Randle twenty six. So. I definitely think that they have tons of of, of, of future potential. Jenner, how do you feel about the Knicks, man? I, I think it's a tough one. Like, I think that – I don't know if they're one piece away. I think that it's more than a piece. But but I wouldn't blow it up either, just like you guys said. You know, I think that maybe like two pieces away, I'd say. Um, but like, like you know, like how pretty much everybody has said already, like the city itself is a lot of pool. That's the city of New York, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, a solid guard who can complement them, I think would be a great fit for the puzzle there. Uh, uh, Hirsch said Lonzo and I, I had him on my list too here. I'm looking at man, like Lonzo's not a superstar, but he's a good contributor, you know? And I think that that's somebody that the, the Knicks should definitely be looking at. And he's also not going to cost superstar money. Right? So that's another thing that obviously he's going to want to get paid more than he gets paid now, but he's not going to be asking for a max contract or anything like that. So I think that that's, that's somebody that you can sign and still sign other players with the money left over, you know? Um, and I think that's something that would be good for the Knicks. And I think that'd be good for Lonzo as well, you know? So, so I just don't know. I just don't know the the tough part is I think it's all going to have to be done through free agency. Cause I don't know if they really have anybody that they can trade like as assets that they can trade without losing that young core that makes them who they are, right? Without losing Obi Toppin quickly, uh, uh, Barrett. Obviously, you don't trade Julius Randle, but without losing those players, I don't know who, who you know, who you can get without giving up those players. So then I'm thinking you might, you know, you might trade six for half a dozen and, and then ends up kind of putting them in the same place that they are now. So it's tough to say how they get to these next one or two pieces aside from free agency, but I think that's what they need in order to be, you know, a more serious contender out East. Okay. All right. So let's move on, man. Let's talk, let's talk about the Miami heat, man. I'll go ahead and leave this one off, man. I, I got to go with not, of course, not blow it up, man. With the, with a team like Jimmy Vic and Bam and just tons of role players, you know, although they did really disappoint in, in this year's playoffs, they were tired from the bubble, man. And Vic kept getting hurt. Just want to say this. 
I keep hearing tons and tons and tons of, oh, Kawhi to the Heat, Kawhi to the Heat. That's not going to work. Like, I don't know why people think it's, that's going to work. Like, I think that if Kawhi goes to the Heat, it's going to be the same thing that happened to the Clippers. You never had the Clippers were low-key good before Kawhi and PG got there, and the Kawhi and PG got there, and they started getting all this all-star treatment. And I know you guys heard that at the end of last season, like, Pat Bev and a bunch of players came out saying, like, oh, yeah, like, Kawhi was getting superstar treatment. He would just pull up whenever and, like, wouldn't even come to – wouldn't come to shoot arounds, wouldn't come to this, and it would just be gravy. And and all the players who were there the year before busting their butt, none of them got nothing, man. So I think that if the if Kawhi goes to the Heat, I think that I don't think it'll work out, man, because I don't think the Heat organization goes for that shenanigans that Kawhi goes for. Like I don't think Pat Riley would go for none of that load management or none of that, man. So I, I don't think that, that would work out. Um, of course, you know Kawhi is a great player and great team. But as far as personality, as far as who the team is, as far as direction and where they are now, I think that, that would just ruin everything. How you guys feel about the Heat, though? That's tough, honestly. Like I know that I remember when Kawhi was a free agent. That I think he was between the, the the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Raptors, and I think he was making some incredible demands. And obviously, the Clippers being owned by Steve Ballmer definitely have the capital to be able to you know afford those demands. But I did definitely hear what you said. I mean, I, I remember. Pat Bev complained about it. Lou Williams complained about it. Montrezl Harrell complained about it. Like it was just, I mean, he was, he was getting exempt from practices. Right. So it definitely hurts the culture, but I don't see how it's possible for them to sign Kawhi Leonard. I don't even think they have the money. Like I think that uh, um, if Kawhi goes anywhere, they should probably be back to the Raptors. But, but, but I, I don't, I don't think that, I don't even know if he's, if he leaves to be honest with you, but um but anyway, back to the heat, because we're not talking about Corey Lennon here. But yeah, don't absolutely don't blow it up. Absolutely not. I mean, they're one piece away. And it doesn't even need to be anybody significant. Just a solid player is enough. They already have Jimmy Buckets. They already have Ben Adebayo. They already have Victor Oladipo. They already have Tyler Hero. They have Duncan Robinson, right? So they have good stars. They have solid players around them. Um, you don't want to blow that up. You know, I, I mean, I, I think they're already doing limbo with cap space as it is, like, you blow it up and then who are you going to get back? It's just going to be, it's going to be a mess. So I, I think that keep, you know, keep doing what they're doing. Obviously it'd be great if they could add a piece, you know, I think like a solid piece, somebody with veteran leadership would definitely help. But I, I don't think that, you know, I, I think it's the same thing with the Pacers. Like they just need continuity and health and time together rather than, um, rather than, rather than, you know, blowing it up and getting a whole new team. It's it's a bubble tax, man. It's it's like you see it with the Lakers, you see it with the Heat, you saw it with the Celtics, you saw it now with the Nuggets. I mean, they did make it to the second round, but they got swept. So it's just it's just that these players need rest. I mean, you're seeing this whole this whole playoffs. It's like we're about to get Atlanta versus Utah in the finals because everybody's hurt. So so it's just gonna be something that that I think that we're gonna need to. And well, I say we, but you know, just all teams are gonna need to take a step back and rest. And the Heat is definitely one that needs to get there. So, don't blow it up, Hirsch. Yeah. So for the Heat, um, I think one more piece is what they just gotta find. Um, I think they could upgrade a point guard. Uh, I don't know how they'll do that with cap space, but um, they just need someone that can facilitate, kind of complement Jimmy a little bit, and uh, just continue to solidify the bench like they have so much young talent with bam hero all the guys you guys named but um i think they should just try to sign someone at point guard who's capable of just doing the basics but um yeah just one more piece and i feel like they can be back at that top four team in the east my dog jay hill 
Absolutely. I think I, I'm not a big uh, bubble tax believer, but I think everyone there, there was schedule was condensed this year. So I think that was why there was obviously residual fatigue, but the bubble um, complaints and excuses I'm not big on. But I think that the Heat are definitely one one piece away. Uh, whoever that is, I think it's a minor piece. But, uh, yeah, I think they're a championship caliber team. But, you know, I, I think they have, you know, Spoltra's proven winning coach. So, yeah, definitely don't blow it up. Okay. Un- right. Unwind that one there for me a little bit. Why, why, is, why is bubble fatigue not legit? I, 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 just, I just believe uh, it was a 72-game schedule. Obviously, the season started in uh, late December. Everyone started at the same time. So I think that the bubble, I mean, there was a gap earlier on after March until when did the season start? August. So yeah, everyone in the bubble that. had that amount of time off. So when – but then they came back in and played some playoff basketball for like what two, three months. Like you, they did, it's... and then they got a real short off season too. I mean, I, not everybody got it. Like you know, the Lakers and the Heat were obviously like seventy. I think mm-hmm. they were like seventy, seventy something days. But uh, I mean, you don't like you don't think the short off season has any effect or anything like that. Maybe I'm not. I'm not a doctor though, so yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you. Sorry. All right, we'll, we'll, no, we'll bring fair. a doctor that's on fair. to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, for sure. What's up? I said we got some debates. <laughs> yeah, we got these classic debates, man. Mm-hmm. Got to talk to a doctor about. <laughs> but yeah. all right, so let's 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 get to the last team in the Easter Conference that has been eliminated, and let's talk about the Celtics, man. What do the Celtics do, Junior? Take the lead on this one. All right, Celtics, one piece away as well. Jason Tatum by himself pulled the game off the nets. Then when you add Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Kemba Walker, when he decides to show up, that's a nice team. That's a nice team. And you add another solid piece, and they're contending right there. So don't, absolutely don't blow it up. They're one piece away. That's what I got for the Celtics. Yeah, I got to go with you on this one, Junior. Absolutely do not blow it up. JB and JB and JT, that's just too much talent. Like The rest of the team could suck. The, re- the rest right. of the team could be full of – uh, uh, taco falls, and, and, but they just—I would still say don't blow it up, man. Just because those two players are just too much. Jay Hill, how you feel about the Celtics? Yeah, definitely don't blow it up. Uh, I think they definitely have to find a way to get a point guard. I don't think Kemba is, is that option. I think they should definitely. One guy that comes to mind is um, is Lowry, and I obviously yeah, their teams that should trade for him or um, or try to sign him, but. I think Lowry is a person that they should definitely target because I don't think Kemba's was the option at the point guard for them. Okay. Harsh, how are you feeling about the Celtics? Health is wealth for them, John. I Yeah. Yeah, Jalen Brown being out really hurt them this year. And when you have two superstars like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, you can't afford to blow up. That's something that uh, you need to build around. Maybe one more piece. They need to get rid of Kemba. Like, I agree with Jay Hill on that one. Um I don't know what will happen with him, maybe the Lakers. But, um, but yeah, just um, get rid of him. I don't think he fits the system. Maybe get Kyle Lowry. That would be a good addition for them. Um, also, as a coach, lock down Jason Kidd. I'm going to say that right now. They need to get him in their, in their organization ASAP because I feel like Not he can a do chance. a lot for Jason Tatum. That would be a good fit. 
if Jason Tatum wants to play with Jason Kidd, you can find them in the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm <laughs> not trying to get rid of Jay. I'm not trying to get rid of Jason Kidd. He's he's a he's a solid coach, but honestly, like you got to also look at his record with the Bucks. Like he wasn't so hot on the Bucks, so. I have to see how it would be if he takes lead role. Definitely. I, I want to get into the Western Conference team with you guys because the West, man, it's, it's, it, 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 this, this, was, this was a little harder to decide on whether to blow up or not. So let's jump straight into the West, man. Let's, let's start with the Grizzlies. Man, Jenner, you mentioned it earlier. You mentioned – you said another team is similar to the, the to the situation. Yeah, the Hornets. So, dog, like, I mean, like how you said, right? Like it's like how you said earlier, they are not one piece away. They're not, they're not two pieces away, but they're also not blow up because they have two great, great, great young talent. And they have a, some, they have a couple of other good talent, but two great young talents in Ja and triple J. But my question I want to ask you, Junior, and I, and I want you to take the lead on this one, Junior. My question I want to ask you is do do you do you take the risk though? Like do do you take the risk and do you and what if they just keep getting in this bounce in the first round? Yeah. Bounce in the first round. Bounce and and then you waste Ja, you waste Triple J. They are in the rebuild. I think that we're we're looking at a team that's in the middle of a rebuild. Like that's what I said with the Hornets earlier too. Like the Grizzlies, like they were. Remember, they were kept getting. They were like Western Conference finalist type of teams. You know, they weren't quite getting there, but they were in that grid and grind era, and they were right there. They were close, close. And then they, you know, took a big step back, lost lots of players, but they are in the rebuild now. They drafted Triple J, they drafted uh, uh, John Moran, you know, they have a good young team. And I think it just continue that rebuild until, you know, I mean, they just, and they just have to try to keep getting better. The tough part is, you know, a lot of, not a lot of free agents want to go play in Memphis and that's not a, you know, just a Memphis, but it's just when you, you know, when you got, when you have other, uh, other teams knocking on your door, you know, you might take them first and maybe a more ready product somewhere else. But it all depends. I mean, all it takes is for them to, you know, kind of pull one solid, you know, really good free agent. Like, you know, again, I'm just going to keep using Zach Levine as an example because I know he wants out of Chicago. But, you know, if they add, you know, they keep adding solid players like that. That's definitely going to help them quite a bit. But I, I don't think you blow it up because I think they are actually like just recovering from being blown up. They're going towards they are on the rebuild side. So that's why I got to say, don't blow it up three pieces away. I get it. But, you know, you just, you just, you just kind of kind of keep going. Cause if you're going to trade them, what are you going to get back? More young players? You already have them. And one of them is John Moran, rookie of the year. You know what I mean? So, I, I hear you, but three, like three pieces, like that's hard to get. That's but then you're going to be back to, to zero. Like think about the rebuild is a race from zero to 100, right? Zero being the absolute beginning of the rebuild. 100 is winning the championship. They're probably at what? 30, 25, 30. They're, they're a third mm-hmm. of the way there, fourth of the way there. Just going to go back to zero, you know what I mean? Because Ja is that young guy. Triple J is that young guy. I mean, maybe if you really want to do it, then get rid of everybody, not Dylan Brooks, Ja Morant, and Triple yeah. J. Yeah, and, and, and that's what I meant. Like, I don't, want, I don't want to be on here sounding crazy. Like, I'm, tra- I'm not saying trade Ja. I'm not saying trade Triple yeah. J. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, everybody else can go. Like, the entire yeah, team. You can't really get the, – the, the rest of the players outside of those three players are just collateral players, like – I mean, I might be forgetting somebody here or there, but they're collateral players that you're going to get, you know, not really much back for that. Is is it really worth, you know, trading that continuity and that unity for nothing back? I mean, I guess you look at Valanciunas, like, how do they get, I, I don't have the information in front of me, but like, who do they trade for to, to get Valanciunas, right? And can they get another Valanciunas level player? Probably not without giving up one of those, you know, top three players. But you could so, get a great player if you give Valanciunas, Dylan Brooks, and Brandon Clark. 
That's you really want to give all great. that up though. That's part of that's the rebuild. Would you? Well, would you? Would you give all that up for? Zach, like let's you've been saying Zach Levine. Would you give that up for Zach Levine? I All three of those players? I would. Dylan Brooks. Who would who you say? Dylan Brooks? Dylan Brooks, Valanchunas, and Brandon Clark, the the rim running uh, guy. That's okay, so you're left with Ja, Triple J, and Zach Levine. I don't think it's enough that's to win. That's not really? enough to win the West. I think you're right. I think when you do but you're, that. You're at like you're 50. Gonna... You're instead of you being at 30. And when I'm just talking about that, that 100 scale you were talking yeah. about, you're at 50 instead of yeah, but then you're who's at starting 45. At, who's starting at center? Me? You know what I mean? Like, they're just going to have some players that that that, that just aren't going to be able to. to they, like, they're not going to have a whole package. They're going to have three really good players, no depth, and probably not even like a starting five. So, okay. so, so I mean, I, I get it. I get it. Like, Zach Levine's a better player than all those players. But on the other hand, you have to look at, is that enough for them to win the West? No, it's not. So are they still going to, is that enough for them to get out of the first round? Maybe, you know, like, yes. is it enough? Yes. Depends where they play. Imagine they get in an eighth seed and they play, uh, you know, a healthy Lakers team, a healthy Warriors team. They're not beating those teams. Like, I don't know. They're, they're in a tough position, but I wouldn't blow it up. I would just kind of keep at it or say like what Jay Hill said, you know, like when he said for, uh, I don't remember which team he said, if, uh, the Wizards. So, let it ride a little bit. Let it ride a little bit. See who you see who you can get, and then if that if you notice that it's working, keep at it. If it's not working, then maybe you know you do go after. Maybe only keep Triple J and Ja. But 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 I think that right now they have you know they have solid pieces all around. So it's okay. it's it's tough to it's tough it's tough to they have they, this is what I'm saying. They have they have lots of solid pieces. They have one really good player. They have other very solid players, but no no other really good player next to Ja. So maybe okay. you want to. Give him a duo, but but you're gonna have to give up quite a bit to give him that duo. So that that's that's kind of where I'm at. I still wouldn't blow it up. Hirsch. Yeah. So I mean, I'm just looking at them right now. I mean, they got that young core, but um, they don't have a lot of salary cap this year. So I don't think that step's gonna be made this year. But if you look forward to 2022, 2023 free agency, all they have on contract for for that year is that core. So they can completely remake the team next year, like after next season. And on top of that, they have they have nine first round picks in the next seven seasons. They have they have draft in that rebuild. Exactly. Yeah, draft capital as well as money. And I th- I think Memphis is only on the up and up. Um, like Junior was saying, they're probably at thirty percent right now. And I don't think they even need to make a move. I think they just need to be patient with it. Maybe sign some sign someone big in the next offseason after this one and then kind of like build it through the draft as well see what you can get out of that maybe after next year if you feel like you're still not exactly there yet maybe make a move then but honestly I think they should just keep doing what they're doing I think they're doing great and they're set up for the future so all right Jay Hill how you feel about the Grizzlies yeah I mean I'm I'm you guys are really low on the the Grizzlies and I'm, I'm high on them for, for all the wrong reasons. Um, and specifically Taylor Jenkins, uh, like her said, um, they, they got a nice young core, but personally, when I saw them play against uh, the Warriors at the, on the last game of the season and, and the way that, you know, Dylan Brooks fouled out of the game and John Moranch shot very poorly that game. And they just looked outmanned and outmatched. And I thought, honestly, when we when when the Warriors came back to play them in uh, the second second round of the playing games, I thought it was going to be an easy win. But 
you know, the, the Grizzlies showed their depth in that game. They showed how well coached they were. They showed, I think, that the blossoming backcourt of Dylan Brooks and uh, and John Moran, I think that's 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 their future right there. I think they got to develop with those guys. And I think, obviously, Triple J, uh, Kyle Anderson, Grayson Allen, Xavier Tillman. I mean, I, I just remember these guys specifically because they played so well against the Warriors in that playing game. And I think that's something they can always they can build on in the future. And I think they're not even maybe just one or two pieces away from being a contender in two or three years. Um, maybe if not next year of being, you know, in the first or second round again. So I think I think definitely easily not blow it up for me. Okay. All right. Yeah. So Hill, look, I, agree. Go ahead. I agree no, go with ahead, that, I, I agree with that heavily. And from what I said earlier, I think that's only if next season this doesn't go well for them. I think they just need to make those moves if it doesn't go well. But they're looking pretty good for the future. Like with everything they have, I think I think they look great. And I think coach the coaching is pretty good over there too. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. So look, guys, before we get into this next team. Yeah, when I when I when I was making this list, I I I, I got excited to to talk about this to talk about this team with you guys because I, it's just it could go both ways. Okay, let's talk about the Mavs. Okay, let's talk uh-huh. about the Mavs, and I I want to I want to take I want to take heed on this one, y'all. I want to take lead on this one. So look, man. So I really want to say blow it up, right? I really want to say that. No, listen, 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 listen. I really want to say blow it up, right? Because if you look at their roster, if you if you take, I mean, KP can't be trusted. Okay, we know that KP can't be trusted. So if you take out Luca from their roster, they're not. First of all, they're not even a playoff team. Second of all, if but but, but I, I'm not a believer in like oh let take out your best player. But what the fuck? Then why do I have my best player? Right. So so I'm not believing that. So okay, like let's let's forget the hypothetical. Let's keep Luca in there. But they're they're never gonna get past the second round with KP with the current roster. They will never. They will never. And it, to me, it's not worth like it. I'd rather just be last than keep getting bounced in the first round and then keep getting second round picks. I'd rather be last and get the top three pick, right? And I think most of most of you guys really would too. But but I want to say, like I said, I want to say blow it up. But I'm not gonna, and this is the reason why I'm not gonna say blow it up because Luka Doncic is just such a great player. He's such a great player. I'm not saying he is the same. He, I'm not saying he's as great as LeBron, but I'm saying he has like that similar. Um, you play with me, you're gonna play ten times better. Uh, a, a, a ability in him, trading him, and Luka is such a great player that all you really need is one, one other good player, right? You know how we were talking about, uh, we were talking about the Grizzlies, and and we said they need about three pieces. No, the Mavs. If you look at the Mavs roster and the Grizzlies roster, I think the Grizzlies have a better roster, right? But it's crazy how the Mavs still only need one player because they have Luka, right? Never, this will never happen because both the Mavs won't get let go of Luka, and I don't think the Lakers will ever let go of AD. But man, AD and Luka will be such a killer combo, dog. Like that will be so cold because that's Lucas. Lucas strives with when he can run off that pick and roll, when he could get the switch, when he get the defender on his hit, right? And that's what AD do. AD is a rim running pick and roll big, and. So, so the reason why I have to go my answer. So here, so I know this is super long winded, but stick with me here, guys. The reason why I have to go with 
not blow it up is because they have Luca and all they need is one player. And when you have good players like Luca who operate out of the pick and roll, the way that they win is they come out of the pick and roll, draw a mismatch or find open players. Cause the, cause the double team is going to come and all you need is when you have a player like Lucas, you just need shooters around them, man. You need you need, you need one good player, and you need shooters around him. And they have shooters. J.J. Redick, Tim Hardaway, Josh Richardson, Maxi, Maxi Cleaver, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, Jalen Brunson, Trey Burke. They have shooters. So as much as I want to say blow it up, because I look at their roster and I say it's never going to happen with, with KP. I, I, as much as I want to say that, dog, I realize that they're just one great player away from literally being a championship contender like that's literally what they are like they're one great player being a championship contender if you look uh, if you look at that heat team all it was was that heat team with braun and, and d wade it was it was it was two great players and when braun and d wade um, i don't think i don't i wouldn't consider chris bosh a great great he's a he's a good player he's a uh, above average player and then just a hell of shooters and and, and that's what wins man so so i i know this is long-winded and i'm sorry about that but I gotta go with not blowing up. Does Absolutely. anyone does, does anyone want to take the lead? Nah, I just I'm gonna continue after points. I don't have much to say because you really touched on a lot of the points, but one piece away for sure. I mean, Luca damn near single-handedly took the Clippers down. So if you could get honestly, if you get a decent Kristaps Porzingis, that's already would be a nice, nice mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. But because KP isn't who you know he kind of was penned out to be. Um, then obviously that's not working. So give give Luca a good piece. Shoot, man! Remember when it almost seemed like Giannis was gonna go over there? If Giannis and Luca paired up, it'd be over for the league. Ooh, that'd be scary. It'd be over for the league. So if you give him a really really good player, I mean, if you give anybody a really really good player, but if you just give Luca a solid piece, a reliable, consistent, solid piece, and add it to the bucket that Luca Doncic is, don't make it count. Absolutely, one piece away. Okay, Harsh, how you feel about that? Yeah, I agree. Um, I think Luca has the capability to be, be the best player in the league in like two, three years. Yeah. And um, they're like, I think they just need one more piece. They need someone that is capable of being a running mate with Luca because clearly Porzingis isn't cutting it. Right. Uh, I made another list of players that like I think I could see there. And uh, McCollum's my number one there. I like looked at what I was like looking into it and like, looked up CJ McCollum, just like a general search and like all of a sudden three Mavericks rumors come up. Um, I think that's possible. Um, something that I think it would be kind of out there is Bradley Beal. Just depends on what the the Wizards do. That'd be but nice. that would be, that would be nice. That'd definitely be, he'd be good for Luca too. Like I think it would just, that they would be a contender at that point in my opinion, but um, they just got to get off. Uh, KP salary because he's being paid way too much for what he's doing for the team right now. Fellas, for for the Mavs, it's, it's quick mass for me. When Tim Hardaway Jr. is your second option, you gotta blow it up. Whoa! It's simple. You gotta blow it up. When Tim Hardaway Jr. and you're expecting to win a championship with Tim Hardaway Jr. and I'm not saying in the future if they add a piece, I think they gotta blow it up. I think Anyone other than Luca is untouchable. KP's showing what he's done. You, you always talk about availability. Well, the dude's never available. And if he is, he's, you know, he's inconsistent at best. Right. So, I mean, we can even talk about possibly, you know, New York winning that trade, but we won't get into that right now. But 
the way I look at it is, you know, they already got rid of their GM today, Donnie Nelson of 25 years, who's brought them a championship. Uh, there's talks of Luca having um, an argument with Harablis Valgaris. I can't even pronounce his name, one of the team's directors. So there's rift and there's drama going on with the Mavs right now. So it just tells me that they're not in a good place, especially after that first round exit where they were up. Were they up 3-1? So that they never went up three one. They were up two zero against the Clippers. But the Clippers. Yeah, it was two yeah. zero, two three two, and then they lost four three. Okay, four three. Well, regardless, they could have. They had. They had home court. They could have taken it, taken care of business at at home. So I think they're. I mean, I just, I just the way I look at it. Other than Luca, there is no one that's untouchable on that roster. So they got to blow it up. They got to make some changes. I think they look back at that Josh Richardson and that Seth Curry trade, uh, especially in the past series with the shooting that they lost. And Josh Richardson was was terrible for them. Uh, let's be honest here. So I think they got to definitely look to make some changes, um, whether it's one, two pieces. Definitely KP's got to go, but they got to make some changes within that organization to be a contender. Because we saw what happened to Luca in the, in the second half. Uh, the numbers were great in the first half and when he didn't have that help in the second half he he just looked tired and he looked gassed so he, he needs some help there so they got to blow it up and make some changes all right guys let's move on to the blazers call me crazy but i can see dame cj and norm being one of the best offensive backwards am i crazy no 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 I'm not crazy Okay, okay, okay. I, 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 I have here on my notes. Ask my guys if I'm crazy or not because I can see them being one of the best offensive backcourts, man. But let's talk about the, 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 the entire roster as a whole because when, I, when you ask me blow it up or not for Blazers, I go not because they have that uh, potentially one of the best offensive backcourts in the league, and they have a, and they have a good roster with Robert Covington, uh, everybody knows my guy Nurk, uh, uh, my guy Ennis Cannon. They got they got Nurkic, they got uh, Collins, and really the problem is that they just they got derailed these last two years by injuries. Just derailed. Like at, when one player gets hurt, another player gets hurt. And it's just it's just this constant hurt cycle for them. But man, honestly, like they're a really good team. Like they're like a championship. Mm, they're like a deep Western Conference contender I don't know if they're a championship contender because like you have to really beat the best team in the west or best team in the east and I just don't see them really being able to do that but they're definitely not below them so for me I'm gonna go with not how you guys feel about this yeah I I definitely think our our uh Norm CJ and Dame could they do they have the potential to be one of the best backcourts uh best one, two, three in the league offensively, yes. But let's let's address the elephant. I already in the know room what he's gonna say. That <laughs> has always been the Blazers' problem, and it's defensively. That's the oh, main reason AJ they ranked. And what was that? I, I thought you, I thought you were gonna say that that the best backcourt is, is Clay and Curry. That's what I thought you were gonna say. Oh no, no, not even that. No, okay, I mean, okay. But the fact is that. They ha- they've been one of the worst uh, in the top five or top worst um, le- worst defenses in the league for the past five years. So, I mean, 
that has always been the problem. And then when it comes down to the playoffs, CJ and Dame just have shown and proved time and time again that they can't get it done. So that that backcourt has proven, and we've seen that, that they can't get it done in the playoffs, whether it's winning that big game or just their supporting guys has faltered. I mean, they got rid of Terry's thoughts, and I think that's just an indicator of the direction they're going. So they're, as an organization, a, they seem to be about to blow it up. And whether Dame stays or not, I think is up in the air, really. And they're only, I think their only holdback in that is he'll be more valuable to him, to them. Um, and getting a, a superstar to Portland will be very difficult. So I think they definitely got to blow it up. If you can get rid of Dame and get value back, you, you have to consider it. Uh, a possibility and a player that I that I marked down is RJ and pieces uh, like we were talking about or should mentioned uh, New York as an as an opportunity for Dame but I think they're definitely what Dame has done for that organization they're going to have to get his clearance and it's got to be a team that he wants to play for but they definitely got to blow it up they've had numerous opportunities uh, to, to try to get the job done there with that backcourt but they've proven time and time again, like I said, that that it, it won't work. So just too yeah, small yeah. defense ain't there. Quick, quick, quick clarification question. When you say RJ, are you talking about RJ Barrett or RJ Hampton? RJ Barrett. Okay, okay. For sure. If you got RJ Hampton. I like RJ Hampton. But if you got RJ Hampton back for, for Damian Lillard, you need to man, whoever does that needs to get fired from their job. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But even <laughs> yeah. Barrett, too, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Even then, I thought that I was like, I was thinking you probably get more for Damian Lillard, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it all it all depends. I mean, it depends where he goes and where where is that? Uh, like Justin said, everywhere, anywhere he goes, it's gonna have to be approved by Dame. Like mm-hmm. he's given his heart to the city for so long. Like if he's leaving, he should at least get you know the the ability to pick where he wants to go. Mm-hmm. And and another thing to add on to that real quick uh, is that Dame has shown and we saw with Paul George that he, he wants to do it the right way. And he wants to, you know, he called out Paul George for going to Clippers. So maybe, maybe Dame wants to stay and he wants to work it out and try to get a championship to Portland. So that could be another option too. And he just, he just wants to, you know, be one of those players who, who maybe never wins a ring, you know, like a Charles Barkley who just stays with their franchise, but. Well, Charles um, Barkley balanced. Charles Reggie, Barkley was looking for that ring. He was looking Reggie, yeah, <laughs> but, but, but yeah. Uh, no, for sure, for sure. No, I, I agree. Like I always said this, and John can attest for the longest. Like Dame, if he stays in Portland, he's not getting a ring, and it's unfortunate, but it's just mm-hmm. the way that it's going to work out. Portland is not a top free agent destination. Again, no shots of Portland, but it's just at the city of Portland. But it's just you know, players like mm-hmm. you know, we've just noticed from the historical data that players just don't go to Portland. So um, you got to look at that. And then you got to look at what we've been saying earlier. Is CJ really that solid Robin? And, you know, I think that he's probably on the lower end of the uh, lower end of the, the rankings for that Robin. So, so it's tough. It's tough to really look at, at, at the situation to see if Dame really wants to stay there, but that all, honestly might be answered to whether you blow it up or keep, or keep, uh, or, or keep the team or, you know, if you're a couple pieces away, it all depends on what Dame does. If he stays, you got to find a way to put players around him, you know, because I'm sure if he stays, it's going to be on the condition that they really do something and they really move, you know, move pieces around to give him a, a chance at a title. If he stays, it's going to be for that. If he leaves, then you absolutely got to blow it up because CJ McCollum by himself is not getting it done. Right. Um, so that's 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 pretty much that's the the, the deciding factor, like like deal with the Wizards, you know, 
the 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 fate of the team rests on this one player. Uh, but you know, if if he's gonna stay, they're gonna really really need a very good player next to him, or very you know two or three very solid pieces. Um, and then it's gonna be tough. How are you gonna add a very solid piece without losing CJ or Nurkic or Cantor or you know or any of the players? It's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. It's about finding that fine balance. You know, can you get lucky in free agency? Um, or, you know, you're just going to have to have a genius GM to really be able to finesse those trades. So we'll see. They're, they're, the, the Blazers are in a little bit of a tough position, but it all depends on Damian Lillard at this point. Harris, how you feel about uh, about the Blazers? I'm torn on this one, but I think they need to blow up. Um, Damian and DJ have been there for so long and just haven't been able to get anything done. Um, I talked about possible trade opportunities, Dame to New York, CJ to Dallas or Indiana. Um, those could be interesting prospects, but, um, I could see them blowing up. Um, they struggle defensively, like you guys were saying. Um, I think that Nurkic isn't necessarily cutting it for them at center. Um, and I think they need to go another direction in terms of that. So maybe if they traded somebody to, or for somebody or got somebody in free agency, um, someone that came into mind was Montrez Harrell, um, just depending on what happens with the, him and the Lakers, um, but yeah, Dame, Dame is one of the most loyal players in the NBA. And, uh, I forgot who said it, but someone was saying that he could potentially stay there all his career and not win anything. And that can be fine for him. But, um, I think for Dame, he's a loyal guy. Um, I think it like what Portland's future is going to be depends on what, who their head coach is going to be, which it could probably be Becky Hamlin of the, uh, of the Spurs or, um whoever else they're considering but um I think Dame's gonna either gotta buy into the system that the next coach is gonna run or he's just gonna decide hey I want out and Portland's gotta do him right trade him to the right place and kind of just um figure out what they're gonna do I can't say a lot of what they will do because I think it just depends on coaching and the systems that they're gonna run and also who they acquire around like to surround Dame to improve at least defensively so they can, so they can move on further than where they were this year. But, um, but yeah, I think defensively they, they need a lot of help and that can be solved in free agency or wherever, but it'll be interesting to see what they do. I think they'll, they're the the Blazers will be one of the most interesting storylines of all free agency this year, for sure. All right, man. (laughs) So let's move on to the next team. Let's talk about a team that unfortunately got eliminated. Um, we could talk about a lot of reasons why they got eliminated. We could talk about this, we could talk about that. But you know what? For this episode today, we're gonna we're just gonna get away from the reasons as to why they got eliminated, and we're just gonna focus on as to what they should do. Okay, um, Junior, I'm gonna let you kick this one off here because I know. We're just itching to get this one off. So go ahead. Yeah, okay. So with the with the Lakers, I think they're zero pieces away from a title contending team. We saw this. I'm not even trying to sound, you know, like uh, uh like arrogant about it or anything like that, but we saw that they were championship favorites, like Vegas odds were calling them championship favorites before they were injured. So it's it's I don't think that they're they really need to make lots of moves and changes. Obviously, we're gonna have to see what's gonna happen in the offseason with 
player contract endings. I know Montrose Harrell has a player option. Drummond's probably not going to be there. Schroeder's contract's done. So obviously that's going to make a change. But saying if we're looking at this team, like they're there. They just got injured. And and and, and then we saw when AD uh, was playing healthy and even with half of LeBron, they were beating the Suns. But unfortunately, without just just without, you know, Anthony Davis on there, it wasn't enough. And and I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. you guys can give me crap for it, but I think they only lost that series due to injuries. And now look at what the Suns are doing. They go and they beat, they sweep the Nuggets, right? So I think that the Lakers are there. They just need their health. And so the, they're one piece away, it's health. And I think if they get rest this off season, they'll be able to just kind of run it back next season. Obviously, you know, like I said, contracts are ending and we're going to have to see what's going to happen with the, with the off season, who they can retain, who they sign. Um, Taylor Horton Tucker, Alex Caruso, obviously they're not superstars, but they're solid players for the Lakers. You know, they're solid role players for the Lakers. They're also out of contract this season. So they have lots to do, not a lot of cap to do it in, but, but we'll, we'll see, uh, you know, I trust Rob Palenka as a Lakers fan. I trust Rob Palenka to, you know, kind of do what's best for the team. So I don't think they're, you know, they're really, they're zero pieces away with their current roster. But again, you know, if they lose everybody in the summer, then they'll probably be a couple pieces away. That's why I got. I think there's just too much, too much in the air, too many avenues that can go through right now. Okay, hey Jay Hill, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have you go last on this because I know you got some stuff to say. I know you got some stuff to say. I know you got some stuff to say. So Hirsch, go ahead and knock it out the park for us. Yeah. Okay. For the Lakers, yeah. I mean, I think they're championship level, but I'm just looking at more of where they can improve just based off of this year. Um, I mean, we saw Kyle Kuzma. Um, yeah. You guys need to trade him for whatever you can get. Um, he, Shannon not, Sharp said a bag of chips. <laughs> <laughs> it makes makes sense, but yeah, no, he needs he needs to be gone. Uh, I just don't think it's a fit as well as just talent is just not there. Um, it's so like a, I, the inconsistency for him is what kills him because sometimes we'll have some games where he looks like the Kuzma he's supposed to be. Like he's never supposed to be. Luka Doncic, like he's never going to be that type of player, right? Like no, 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 he's just no. supposed to be a solid player coming off the bench. But sometimes, man, like he'll give you like those 50, 15 points a game and you're happy with what he's doing. But then sometimes he gives you these like two points on, you know, one for 10 shooting. And it's just horrendous to watch. And it hurts the team. With some terrible defenses to go yeah. alongside of it. But Kuz needs to go. Um, and I think other than that, they can upgrade at point guard. Um I think a dream would probably for them would probably be Russell Westbrook, but uh, more realistically, maybe Kemba. Um, we'll we'll see what happens, see what they do, depending on what pieces they choose to sign. Like, I think they have a lot of contracts running out, so they'll have to prioritize who they want to keep, who they want to have go, and just solidifying their bench. Um, LeBron's get, not getting any younger. He needs right. he needs somebody to be able to uh, to help him out in those situations where he's feeling fatigued or just i don't know old age can get to you so um father time is undefeated yeah exactly so lebron's still a very good player i'm not gonna let that go away from this at all but um he definitely they definitely need someone on the younger side to help them out okay okay so when you say russell westbrook uh being a great fit where do you like kind of how do you see that because i'm thinking that's a very clogged paint right there because lebron is in there. He's driving. I mean, he drives much less than he used to, of course, but got Anthony Davis who primarily operates in the paint. So how, how do you envision that one happening? I think that's more of if they decide that they want LeBron to take a little bit of a backseat. Um, right. 
just because of how old he is and everything, uh, maybe have Russ facilitate a little bit more, run more of the uh, the offense so he can actually drive and do do the things that Russ is good at. But um, but that that's more if they want to have LeBron just sit back and kind of just like play cautiously through the regular season and right, kind of right. the postseason to absolutely tear it up. But um, in terms of if LeBron – if the Lakers decide not to do that, why LeBron to play a lot, I think they Kemba would be the perfect fit for that team. So I think it just depends about how LeBron's health is going into this regular season because we saw it. He ha- he wasn't healthy. He had that one time during the playing game where he got hit in the head and just, just kind of just looking up in the stars like, yeah. like something just like – just got hit by a bus, but uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. I feel that Jay Hill, man. <laughs> I see you itching to talk, my G. Fellas, go ahead, fellas, 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 fellas. The Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, I mean, they're they're championship caliber team. Um, there's no no debating that, no doubting that. Um, I saw it. I saw the flashes this year. Uh, they got LeBron James, Anthony Davis. But here's my issue with the Lakers. Uh, when I saw when I saw them in the in the first round of the playoffs, I just saw a team that lacked depth number one, and I saw a team who lacked a playmaker. Uh, when when Dennis Schroeder was acquired by by the Lakers in uh, the summer of 2020, everyone was celebrating this, um, and I, I didn't really see it from the standpoint that Dennis Schroeder has always been he's been a he's been a good player, above average player, but he's never been in the position where if AD and LeBron are on the floor, he's got to be your number one option. And we saw what he did in the, in the, in the sun series, uh, which is nothing, zero points actually. And I think that while they're not, they, their core is a championship caliber team. I think it's the pieces that they need to fill in. And I think Caruso way overhyped, overrated, um, I think he was a liability in the playoffs because no one was guarding him realistically. They're putting all their pressure and all their focus. They were just saying here, like literally the the defense was shrinking, shrinking on LeBron and he was forced on a, on a bad ankle to do everything. So I think they need to revamp, you know, minor pieces, obviously like Hirsch alluded to get rid of Kuzma, uh, get pieces in possibly think about, a point guard, I mean, obviously, Schroeder apparently thinks he's better than 20 mil a year or whatever it was. Um, so if they can get a championship caliber player in there like Lowry, I don't know if Restbrook's the option for me personally. I don't know. Uh, like you said, floor and spacing and that, he's not the shooter that they would need. I think Lowry would be a great, great option. Uh, and they couldn't get it done at the deadline, but maybe they'll reconsider after what happened in the first round. Because um, he wants a ring, the Lakers want another ring, and and Father Times he's checking the he's checking the watch, That's he's checking true. the watch. He's looking at the king. He's saying, hey, hey, it might be time. So they got one, and and you can never count out LeBron. And and I I, I understand the greatness of him, and I think AD uh, is a I great need that player. Sound as well. by yeah. So so no nah, no nah, I can't I can't deny that, but. Um, but I think they do need to revamp, you know, those a few pieces, not not mine, not major, nothing major, just minor pieces and, and possibly out of a guy like Lowry. And I think Vogel's a, a great coach as well. So so I think they're in a good position, but they definitely need to retool with with those smaller pieces, as every championship team needs to do 
in the off season. So yeah, no, and you, and you brought up some really good points. Like I, I was really thinking you're about to decimate the, the entire squad. Nah. Here, you brought up some really good points. I think that the whole season I actually talked about how much I th- how much depth I thought they had. And it turned out that it was all moot in the playoffs. And it was mostly due to a lot of players really shrinking under the pressure. Like, I, I genuinely think that if you saw LeBron, he played, he, again, like, like we all said, like, you could see that he was hurt. Not even using that as an excuse, but he was just, you could tell that he was hurt. AD, I mean, he only played, I think, half the series. And then you look at, you look at um, other players like KCP was a 40% three-point shooter during the regular season. You shooting, I think, below 20% in the playoffs. Same thing with Caruso. I mean, I read off the numbers on another episode, but I mean, it was just like, I don't think anybody really put up more than 10 points a game, which is you need yeah. at least something from, you know, your, your, your three, two, your three through 15 guys. And, and they weren't getting that. So, you know, maybe that is, that is a call for a retooling of the, of the role players. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, I think that rest and continuity is going to be huge for them. You know, uh, I know you don't believe in the bubble tax. I believe in it. And I think that it's, it's, it's rest is going to be something that's going to help them a lot. They got a long off season now. And I think continuity too, is just getting practices. I mean, uh, they ran this, this season, I think they ran something like 17 or 18 practices the whole season. Right. I mean, you, sometimes you get that over the course of two months and the whole season, just because it was short and they had to read, you know, rest every day that they possibly could. And it still wasn't enough. So I think that continuity is going to help them. And, you know, I think that, that just an important thing for them to do, though, is to not fully blame this 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 playoff exit on injuries because it wasn't just injuries alone. Like we said, I mean, the, the 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 players outside from LeBron and AD just stunk it up big time, you know. And I think that if they're like, oh, it was just injuries, and they just wave it off, they're not going to get better. They need to acknowledge the problem and work on the problem, you know. And I think that it is, you know, the the role players stepping up and not, you know, you know, just kind of. I mean, the, the role players choked, plain and simple. And I think it's just getting used to pretty much, you know, playing under the pressure and, you know, being able to deliver or, you know, or just do your role. Nobody's asking Dennis Schroeder to put up 30 points a game. Nobody's asking KCP to put up 30 points a game. Just do what you do. Do what you've been doing the whole season. And, you know, the pieces fall into place. Everybody plays their role and everybody can stay healthy, of course. The pieces fall into place. That's why I don't think there. That's why I think there's zero pieces away. Just everybody filling their role is kind of how I feel. Yeah. Um, as, as far as me, man, I mean, Let's be real. You know, they, they, they won a championship last year. Um, some people may think that the bubble made it easier. I mean, I think it made it harder, but that's a whole, that's a whole other topic for us to get into. But I mean, when you ask me, are the Lakers supposed to blow it up or not? Of course, of course not blow it up, man. Like you, if you ever have uh, uh, two great players, like, like of that caliber, like LeBron, even a 36 year old LeBron, you have AD, bro. It's never time to blow it up. It's now it's go, it's go time. And, and with those two players, dog, I mean, it's just, I'm not even really going to spend too much time on this. Like it's, 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 it's not blow. It's, it, it's, it's not blow it up, but although, you know, I definitely want to um, shout you out Jay Hill because you did bring out some, 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 some great points and, and you too, Hirsch. I definitely do think that we don't need to blow it up, but we definitely need to take care of this, of this Kuzma problem. And we also definitely need to take care of this, of this Dennis problem where Dennis thinks he's, magic i don't know who does he think i don't know who he thinks he is right. but like whoever like we need to take care of this problem and and uh, also to you know to to attribute to what you said junior like i think that it would be a failure and i think that we will not win a championship net next year if all we do is say oh yeah it was just injuries like if right. that, you know I, I agree i think that if that's what we say if that's what we say that's the only problem then we, we same 
I, it's not same thing. I don't think we'll get bounced in the first round, but are definitely not winning a championship if we don't do anything and just say, oh, we'll just hope to be injured, not injured next season. Yeah, and I and I think too, like a problem was just fun. Like I said, that continuity was huge. Dennis Schroeder walked into a championship winning team and said, "I want to be the starting point guard." Andre Drummond signed. It turns out it came out later that he signed, assuming he was going to be the starting center. And then when he wasn't, it was just you know hissy fits here and there. And that and that's the problem. You know, you didn't have the last year when the Lakers won the title. They had those players who were willing to play when they were called upon. When their number was called, they were ready. You see, especially Dwight and JaVale, they, they went from playing a whole series to not playing an entire series to playing a whole series again. You know what I mean? So, like, that's, 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 that's the tough part. You need, to, you need to have players who are ready and willing to do their role, and I don't think that the Lakers had that this season. Um, so, you know, there's, 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 there's things to tweak, but I don't think it's need to bring someone else in. I think it's you need to tweak what you currently have. So, you know, okay. minor tweaks, but tweaks nonetheless. That's kind of how I feel about it. Okay. I got you. I got you. So, all right, guys, let's move on to the only team that has been eliminated in the second round so far, and that is the MVP's team, man. And no, not the 76ers. I'm not talking about Joel Embiid. I'm talking about the fake MVP. I'm talking about Jokic. So Disrespect <laughs> on Jokic, man. <laughs> so, man. Are the Nuggets a blow it up or not? Let me take the lead on this one. They're not a blow it up. They're not a blow it up team, man. Uh, when you have uh, an MVP, I guess, in in, in Jokic and you gotta you stop have... disrespecting Jokic, man. Like he, he did hey, his I, thing. I, I, all I'm saying, hey, I, I I agree with with your 72 games argument. You played every single game, but I'm more of let's look at what did you do in the games that you were playing. And Joel Embiid is dramatically better. But it's okay. That's a whole other topic. Um, check this out. MPJ, Jokic, and Murray. That's, that's and Gordon. It. Go get it now. And Gordon, go get it now. Don't don't wait for nothing. Although, although I want to say this. I feel like even with Murray, even with Murray, I don't know if they're a championship level. Because, like, a championship team, right? Like, Junior, you said it earlier. A championship team means that you have to beat, like, the best team in the East. And I don't know if they're going to beat the, 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 the Nets, or I don't know if they can even beat a healthy Lakers team. Like if, if, they, if with continuity and, and health, and I don't even know if they could really beat a healthy Warriors team. <laughs> like uh, the, the, there's some teams that they, that they definitely have a hard time with, but this is who I think they need. And y'all, when I, when I, when I found this player, I was like, Oh my goodness. Like the, the Nuggets need to hire me. And then you send your resume into the Nuggets front office. You're like, <laughs> I know what we need guys. Because this right here would solve all of the Nuggets' issue. Y'all, if the Nuggets – what? Was the Nuggets on LeBron James? No, of course. But, y'all, if the Nuggets were able to pick up Jalen Brown, that would take him to the absolute next level. No, 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 dog. And it's in, and it, it isn't as crazy as it sounds. No, it isn't I'm saying, crazy. like, yeah, of course if they pick up Jalen Brown, that would help. Jalen Brown's a bucket. No, 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 no. But, but they don't need buckets. That's the thing. They got buckets in Murray. They got buckets in Jokic. They don't need buckets. What they need is a, this is what they need. They need a player who can play that ISO hero ball but doesn't all the time. Because the Nuggets are a very team-oriented or style, right? Like, it's, it's not, oh, Jason Tatum, come down court and score for me. You know, it, it's, it's bring, give the ball to Jokic in the post, cut, 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 cut. Let's get some passes. Let's get three to four passes before we even get a shot up, right? 
Jalen Brown can fit that perfectly because he can, he can be a system player because prior to this year, junior, you, 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 you led the fan club in, I don't believe in Jalen Brown. Like prior to this year, uh, everybody didn't believe him. Everybody thought he's a role player. Everybody thought, Oh, he's just a system player. Oh yeah. He's just uh, play some good defense and can hit threes. No, he has stepped up this year and said, look, I can play that good defense. I can be a system player, but I could also be an ISO scorer and go get me one whenever. Right. And I think that that's exactly what the Nuggets are missing. The Nuggets are missing a, you know, and and Murray is that, but I don't know if Murray is that at the same level that Jalen Brown is that like Jalen Brown has really proven himself this year as a, just give me the ball and kind of get out the way and, 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 and watch me get a bucket. And I think that that's exactly what the Nuggets need. And it also fills up their defense. Everybody knows the Nuggets have no defense. Jalen Brown is a good defender. He's a good wing defender. And I, I, that's why I think like it just fits absolutely everything. So I know, Junior, like I'm not just saying like, yeah, I had a great player and I'm the genius. No, I'm just saying because it fits everything that they need. How, how do you how do you get Jalen Brown to the Nuggets mm-hmm. without giving up? How do you how do you get Jalen Brown to the Nuggets without giving up anybody that's not Nikola Jokic pretty much? Like no, no, there's no trade for the nug for Jalen Brown that I think that doesn't involve Jamal Murray and or Michael Porter Jr. Are you not okay with giving away a Michael Porter Jr. for absolutely? For I am Jalen Brown. If Jalen Brown comes into this team, Jalen Brown, in my opinion, Jalen Brown's better than Jamal Murray. You do whatever okay. you can to get Jalen Brown, but then you're back to a situation where it's Jokic and Jalen Brown and no depth left. Like then you're not really. Have you gotten any better? Right. Like how do you get Jalen Brown to this team with doing as little damage as possible to the Nuggets? As far as losing players, for me, I, you know, I, and I, I'll let individually if you guys want to answer that. But to me, I think if I'm the Celtics and you come up to me and you tell me Aaron Gordon and MPJ picks, it, I think I would give that up, bro. I, I'm telling, you, but that's also maybe because I'm a huge MPJ believer. I think MPJ yeah. will turn into phenom, like take over the league. Why not keep him then? Because Jokic is young, Murray's young, so they got some time to wait for Let's him. Let's win to now, dog. Let's win now. Let's win now. I'm 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 in win now mode. When I have two players like Jokic and Murray, I'm sorry, MPJ. I know you're really good, but I need to win right now, right now. Because yeah, it's the time, I man. Mean, you you're right. You're right. I just I have a hard time thinking that Boston accepts that trade. Like MPJ is nice, so is Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's better. Aaron Gordon is good, but it's just like. When he's not dunking or complaining about dunk contest scores, no, what is he really doing? So, so that's the that's 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 the tough for 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 the, for the Nuggets, I guess. You know, he's just getting to Jalen Brown without giving up Jokic and Murray. That's that's the hard part. But I agree, if they can get Jalen Brown in there and, and you know and at least keep Murray and Jokic, that's huge, huge for them. But but that would have that would just be in a very special circumstance. The 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 Celtics would have to be willing to give up Jalen Brown. They'd have to be in rebuild mode. If Jalen Brown goes, what's happening with Jason Tatum? Because he definitely doesn't want to stay there by himself. They already lost Kyrie. Now they're they're going to lose Jalen Brown too. Jason Tatum's not going to want to play with a developing Michael Porter Jr. and a develop and a and a and Aaron Gordon, who's good, but he's not great. You know, I mean, you got you got to think about how 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 does JT feel about that? Because man. If Jokic and and Jamal Murray are in win now mode, Jason Tatum is bursting that bubble because Jason Tatum is he is that boy. Like yeah, but his team thing. isn't that boy. The Nuggets team is that boy, right? So does does but does so does, they need to win does, now as an organization? You need to win right Jason now. Tatum want to right, but does Jason Tatum want to stay on a team like that? You know, with depends how much he believes in MPJ. That's that all depends on that, right? That's true. J, J- Hill, how do you feel about the Nuggets? Real quick, not 
don't blow it up for me. I think they have a solid core there. I love the addition of Aaron Gordon. I think they're like one of um, a theme of other teams we've spoken on before that they haven't had a chance to see that that core and that starting five at full strength. So they got to wait and see what they can do all together, um, all healthy. And I think that Jamal Murray, MPJ, and Jokic are a great core, plus the addition of Aaron Gordon. So definitely not blow it up. I think Mike Malone's one of the best coaches in the league. So I think it's only the it's only up from there um, from for them. So uh, definitely don't blow it up. See what you can do with that core. I don't even know if you go out and and sacrifice pieces to get a guy like Jalen Brown. I think. I think that would be a great option. Obviously, Jalen JB is a great player, but I think you can't you can't risk you know what could have be what could be with Michael Porter Jr. So yeah, definitely don't blow it up and see what you can get with with the MVP running MVP and uh, and then the squad. A, b- a bird in hand. Oh, what is it? A bird in hand is better than two in the bush. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Hey, go go, go ahead and uh, uh, let us know how you feel about the the, the Nuggets, Hirsch. Yeah, for the Nuggets, health is wealth. I mean, Jamal Murray's injury was an unfortunate situation that happened there uh, in that game against the Warriors. Um, I th- I don't think they need to – I don't think they should make a trade. Um, just just going off of what Jay Hill was saying, um, I, I trust MPJ to be able – I think he's going to make a big step next year in terms of, like, overall game improvement. Um, he's, he's already a bucket, but he just needs to improve some things on defense. He has the frame to be able to, to do that. But, um, I think defense is their biggest struggle too. Like, I think, I think they need to solidify the bench as well. I mean, we saw time and time again, they couldn't play defense. They had Composo playing point guard during the playoffs and all that. And that clearly didn't work. So, um, I think that defense, signing defensive players this year is going to be key for them. Um, I'm also going to go on a bit of a Jokic MVP tangent right now because I think he deserved it. Um, top 10 in pretty much every ca- – like shoot, like scoring, rebounds, assists. Um, I think he was top 10 in each of those categories. Like he – and he played every game. I think he deserved it this year. I think if the Warriors somehow scratched into that first round of the playoffs, Curry gets it. But um, but that's just because of how, like what, what he was going off on like throughout – the time that they were trying to like make a run into the playoffs. So um, yeah, I think the Nuggets should just keep on doing what they're doing. Wait for Jamal Murray to get healthy. Hope that M- I trust MPJ to get better. I think he will. And I don't think, I don't think Jalen Brown, I don't think Boston accepts that trade. And I also don't think that MPJ fits that system. Definitely have Tatum there. So um, just in terms of what the Nuggets should do, I think they should go all in on defense this year and try to sign some vets to like solidify that bench and some leadership as well. Or even, I mean, if you even look at, imagine what if they get if they could send Lonzo Ball? Like he's a he's a solid defender, and that right. he would help that team quite a bit. You know, like I I agree with all you guys. They're one piece away, one solid player, and they'll be competing for a title because you add a solid player to Jokic, Murray, MPJ, and Gordon. That's a nice team, you know. So that's that's I agree with you guys. Don't Even if you had someone like a Mike Conley, like that would be nice for them too. Like just yeah. someone, someone that can be there, score, facilitate, kind of leave some stress off of Jamal Murray and Jokic and just go from there. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. I feel that. So as we wrap up here, guys, let me ask you, man, what, 
what is it, man? What makes a what makes a team go from? I mean, of course, you know, besides just adding a great player, right? But when you add, when you talk about like everything, you know, coaching and continuity and everything, if you could, if you guys could answer it in, if somebody asked you this question, if you can answer in a sentence or two, what takes a team, and don't just give me great players, what takes a team from, you know, bottom of the barrel, like we're talking about the teams that aren't very good right now, to a championship contender? Like what turnaround does that take if you could answer that in a sentence or two? Jay Hill, knock it out if you're ready. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be good. Be simple. It's good coaching, uh, good organizational belief, uh, building a winning culture, and and the players buying into your system. So all of okay. those together doesn't matter if you have plenty of stars. It's just the belief in that system, and we've seen that with with you know the past champions, uh, especially of this generation, is that belief in the organizational belief, and you all you all have. A direction and you know what you're doing to achieve you know that championship that goal of winning a championship okay well what would you say jenner same Mentality, thing uh coaching knowing everybody knowing their roles and uh just just that unity and togetherness you know like you look at the you look at the the the, the grizzlies their team is not better than the warriors on paper but they, and i'm not even taking a shot at the Warriors. so i'm just saying i'm using that as an example but they play as a unity they play well and that's what I think that uh, that helps them is that mentality, unity, and just buying into the system. Everyone plays their role well. How about you, Hirsch? Yeah, but I think it starts at the very top just in terms of organizational, really building that winning culture as well as hiring the right people to do the job as well. You want someone that's going to fit in with your ideals. I think that, that applies pretty much anywhere, not even just basketball, but um, just – is getting some leadership um, as well as having the pieces to be able to win as long as, as well as having like a mentality to want to get to, to want to get there as well. Cause you see guys coming in, not having that mentality and never really getting and not doing anything. But what, if you have all those, all those tangibles, like you're willing everything, I think that's what builds success within the organization. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, Hirsch, we just want to say thank you very much, man, for coming on. This was an absolute great episode. Thank you for all of you who stayed on and uh, listened to the entire episode. Hirsch, you got any last words to say for fans? Hey, the Dubs will be back and better next year. Wait for Clay, <laughs> baby. Let's go. Let's, let's see it. Let's see yes, it, man. Sir. So, as always, you guys, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. I will drop Hirsch's Instagram right there, right in his little bubble. Make sure you guys will give him a follow. I'll drop Clutch Talk's Instagram and Twitter right here, right in his little bubble. Make sure you guys will give us a follow and run it up, man, because we got the finals coming, and this, this is going to be the best time, man. So thank you guys for staying tuned, and stay tuned for more episodes, you guys. Clutch Talk out. Peace. After you take Brandy to the prom, you coming back to school with shades on your head literally looks like a jersey that you would leave out on the side of the street to get picked up by the garbage company like the next day me and matt say we're six four but i think we're each probably an inch shorter than that me rounding up hurts nobody helps everybody basketball tales so strange you didn't know that you didn't know them so listen up y'all it's nba story time available wherever you get your podcasts